we uh, we have all heard the expression soulmates. What is a soulmate? As our society and culture would have us think, is it a correct and biblical view? Well, hello everyone, and uh, welcome to another intriguing edition of There's a Family Bible. Uh, as always, I would pray that this has been and will be a blessing to you, and that you will learn something from it. Um, this has been a subject uh, that for uh, at least the past couple of weeks has been on my mind that I wanted to cover, um, and I do believe that the Bible has much to say on the subject of a man and a woman being joined together and how God made man and woman for each other. Uh, we will. I will start by uh, saying that we read in Genesis uh, chapter 2, verse 18, that God said it is not good for a man to be alone. So he made Eve for Adam, and she was to be his help or, or helpmate. Uh, so we see right off from the beginning that God designed us to unite with each other, and this union was meant to last for life. Uh, however, due to the fall, uh, the Lord told Eve that her desire would be toward her husband and that Adam would rule over her. We find this in chapter 3, verse 16. What it means is that from then on, there would be conflict between men and women. This is, this is the power struggle so many marriages see, it, and it was not God's original plan, but it is a consequence of living in a fallen world. Uh, and I, I bring this up here because it's kind of a prelude to what I'm about to discuss because it is a common uh, source of tensions that would lead to uh, someone wanting to say that they did not uh, marry their soulmate or whatever, you know, wherever the case may be. Um, so God made Adam, then Eve from his rib. From the rib means that a woman is to be an equal with the man in the eyes of God and is to be treated as such. Um, and uh, Jesus, or Paul, talked about this uh, in the New Testament. I can't remember the passage off the top of my head. But he says that a in the in a marriage that the man and that that the husband and the wife are supposed to submit to each other you know the man is not to have the woman under his feet the woman is not to have authority over the husband so and again i say this because a lot of people or a lot of marriages i should say that have the situation happen to where at least one of the spouses starts to think that they are not with their soulmate. And this is a very important issue here. And now, you know, anyway, so obviously Adam and Eve had no choices to who they married. 
But, you know, so what about the rest of us? Jesus, as we all know, was asked about divorce. And when he began to teach on the subject, he started off by saying that what God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. And to me, this is the boldest statement on how God sees the issue of soulmates. We see that a husband and wife are joined together as one by God. They are joined together again as one by God. They are, as the Bible says, one flesh. They're not two anymore. They are one flesh. They are united as one. Maybe one way to say this is that once you are married, uh, I will say that you know, you're joined at the hip. You know, you have to ask God, you have asked God to join the two of you together in marriage. And he has done so through the institution of marriage. Of marriage, You make the choice as to who you marry, not God. God has commanded us on certain things regarding marriage. Pretty much the only restriction on it is that we are not to marry an unbeliever or, or and a person who is not legitimately divorced. I've covered that subject before on a previous podcast. Uh, you, If you choose to marry someone, like it or not, you are one flesh, and that person is your soulmate. Even if you marry a person who is not a believer, that is your soulmate. If you marry a person who has been divorced for uh, other than, you know, uh, legitimate reasons, they are your soulmate. You are married to that person. That is your mate, your soulmate. Um, you can clear, see clearly in the teachings of the Apostle Paul that marriage is, is an option, and as such, he admonishes that marriage is not for everyone. So, you know, he is saying that not everyone uh has to have a soulmate you can choose to have a soulmate or not because some people were able to for whatever reason go through their life and not have the need for companionship a marriage some people were born that way for you know through biological defects some people were made that way through things that happened to them. And other people just simply choose to give it up to God and go serve him. Like to be a missionary maybe or or whatever the case might be. And you know they can serve God more fully that way as a single person. Uh, but in 2 Corinthians 7 he addresses the fact that. Uh, or he the Apostle Paul addresses the fact that some people just cannot do that. Their desire for companionship and, int and, and intimacy is that strong. And uh, there is there is no mention in the Bible that God has prepared someone for you. You know, you are allowed by God. You, God has given you a choice to see who is around you, build a relationship with that person, and... If that person is willing to to marry you, you can marry them and know that as your soulmate. And honestly, I believe this is a good thing. He give, like like I said, he gives us a choice as to who we wind up with. Think about it. Of all the billions of people in this world, you have a choice as to who you wind up with. 
God wants you to have the freedom to do that, and he has given you that freedom. So we have the task of forging our own love with that person to strengthen and to purify it. And marriages have always been this way, you know, that two people unite for life and are joined by God. However, uh, so many times marriages ended by infidelity or abandonment, uh, and the union is, is torn apart, it's, it's rent asunder. You no longer have a soulmate at that point. They have gone, and uh, you desire to date again, you marry again, and again you have a soulmate. That is the way it has always been and will be until the end of time. And I can assure you that if you read the Old Testament laws on divorce and remarriage, and as well as the New Testament teachings, you will see this, and that there is no support for the idea of God making someone for everyone. As in like a predestined uh, thing, you know. Like, hey, I'm making this person for this person, or whatever the case may be. It just There's just no support for it that I can see in the Word. And, uh, like I said, the idea of predestined soulmates to me is a, da it is a dangerous one. And like, you know, there's, a, well, or, or I should say, aside from there being no support for the idea, it is also a dangerous one. Supp you know, because say someone is, uh, suppose someone is married, they are unhappy, and, you know, they start to see that there is someone who uh, they think is more appealing. Uh, they start to then say they did not marry their soulmate, and they, and they want a divorce. Friend, this is not what God has commanded. He says, stay faithful to your spouse. Your spouse is your soulmate. I'll say it again. Your spouse is your soulmate. Nobody else is. And I will say here that if you are divorced, then you, you know, and I will say here that if you are divorced, then you probably have a better idea as to what you should look for in your next relationship. Uh, too often... You know, we're we are blinded by inexperience or 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 naivete before we enter into a marriage, not realizing certain things about that person that will cause you problems. You may well both be Christians, but that's but that does not mean it is wise to marry that person. They might look pretty, you know, you might you know, think they're attractive and there might be some level of connection there, but it does not mean uh, it doesn't always mean that you should continue in that relationship sometimes you should break it off but again if you do marry them as i said before that is your soulmate uh anyway as we come to the end uh come toward the end of this program uh i would like to say that if you are wondering what you are supposed to do to strengthen what you have i would suggest reading the song of solomon you know this is a book you know it's a book dealing with uh, or dealing in the most intimate terms what an intimate relationship between a man and a woman uh, between what a man or excuse me between a man and a woman is supposed to be like and remember your vows you know yearn to honor them remember what made you love your spouse in the beginning uh, if they break your union you can't control that uh, and in that event 
God has, I assure you, given you the freedom to find another soulmate. And as I, uh, we come to the end of this program, um, I want to say, say as I said in the beginning, I hope it's been a blessing to you, and I hope you've gotten some kind of strength and encouragement out of it. You know, hey, let's face it, relationships are stressful. Uh, even the strongest of marriages have stress, and I can even say that probably uh, the most successful marriages were were made were made that strong by the decision of two people, two soulmates, to strengthen their bond, you know, to strengthen the bond of their love in their marriage. That is how they got to be so strong and how they lasted for so many years. You know, do not let this idea of a, uh, as I call it, a predestined soulmate come into your mind and contaminate your thinking because there is a danger there that if you start to think that way, then you're going to want to be, you're, you're going to be more tempted to want to end your marriage and go find somebody else. And that is not what God wants you to do. He wants you to stay with your spouse because you made a vow to that person. You made a vow to God that you were going to be with them until death do us part. And, um, you know, hey, if there is an issue, you know, as long as they're not, there's not an issue that is, that is threatening your life, you know, like domestic violence or, you know, sexual immorality or anything, you should stay with that person. And, uh, because that is your soulmate and God wants you to be holy. He wants you to honor your vows. And most of all, he doesn't want to see you suffer. He doesn't want to see the other person suffer. So again, as I've said in many podcasts before, uh, said many times before on this program, Jesus loves you. Pray to him for the grace to deal with whatever it is you're dealing with and uh, he will always deliver. He always has and always will. And uh, this is Kenny Ford, uh, hoping you a very uh, blessed and wonderful day, and may the grace of Jesus Christ be with you forever. Amen.